Jesus knew it was nearly time for him to leave the world and to go back to God. I won't be with you long, he said. You're going to be very sad. But God's helper will come. And then you'll be filled up with a forever happiness that won't ever leave. So don't be afraid. You are my friends and I love you. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello. I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. It's nearly Easter, so to celebrate, we thought, what if I read you some Easter stories? But before I do that, I wanted to tell you another quick story. It's about how I found hope on the streets of New York City, and with it, an idea for a picture book. I was walking one day through the canyons of New York in what seemed to me to be an endless, cold, bleak winter, when a little flower started preaching to me. Yes, a little flower. I was all bundled up in big layers, bracing against the cold winds. And then I looked down. A tiny, impossibly green shoot was pushing up through the hard, icy ground. And with it, the words of Martin Luther broke through. Martin Luther said this, Our Lord has written resurrection, not in books alone, but in every leaf in springtime. And an idea for a picture book arrived. It's called Bunny's First Spring, and it celebrates the truth that sings all around us every spring, that hope and renewal are at the heart of things. The little bunny discovers that what looks dead will live again. The trees that lost their leaves in autumn and stood with their bare branches through the beautiful winter suddenly come to life with bright green buds and blossoms and leaves and fruit. It's as if all of creation is shouting out, all things will be new. I need that message every day of my life. What about you? Winter can seem like it's never going to end. And sometimes it's not just the weather. When everywhere you look, there's suffering and pain. It's easy to despair. But the hope of Easter tells us that no matter how dark it looks, whatever is going on in your life right now, however desperate, look up. Spring is on its way. So here we go, reading to you from the Easter stories you'll find in the Jesus Storybook Bible. And I'm going to read the first few today, and then next week we'll have part two and I'll finish them. So settle back, and whether you're all grown up or a child, remember, we're all of us loved by God, our Father. And he speaks to us in the lyrical language of a father to a child. So let the wonderful story of Easter fill your hearts with hope. And as a favorite program in the UK used to say, if you're sitting comfortably, then we'll begin. Washed with Tears 
A sinful woman anoints Jesus from Mark 14, Luke 7, and John 12. One night, Jesus went to dinner at an important leader's house. The important leader invited his important friends. They were all just sitting down to eat when a woman walked in. She was not invited, but everyone knew who she was. Who does she think she is? The guests whispered. How dare she? The woman was a big sinner, and everyone knew it. It was easy to see, after all, she'd broken the rules and done bad things. The woman walked straight up to Jesus. She was carrying very expensive perfume. Now, the thing about perfume back then was that it didn't come in bottles, it came in jars, and the jars were made out of precious stone, like alabaster. But here's the catch. The jars didn't have a lid or a stopper or anything, so the only way you got the perfume out was if you broke the jar. Once you broke the jar, that was it. You had no more. Most people didn't use perfume because it was too precious. They just kept it on a shelf and looked at it. So you see, this perfume was her most precious thing in all the world. It was her treasure. The woman knelt down before Jesus like he was a king. She held Jesus' feet in her hands and started to cry. Her tears fell onto Jesus' feet, washing them. She kissed his feet, dried them with her long dark hair, and then she did something strange. She broke the jar and poured the perfume all over his feet. Everyone gasped. What a waste over someone's feet. Such expensive perfume. It smelled like lilies in a summer field. Jesus looked at the woman and he smiled at her. What she had done was the most wonderful thing. Just as Samuel had anointed David, God's true king, all those years before, so this woman had anointed Jesus, not with oil, but with her tears. The important people were cross. They thought Jesus should not be kind to this woman. That woman is a sinner, they grumbled. We're the good ones. And it's true. They did look good from the outside. After all, they were keeping all the rules. But Jesus could see inside people, and inside, in their hearts, Jesus saw that they did not love God or other people. They were running away from God, and they thought they didn't need a rescuer. They thought they were good enough because they kept the rules. But sin had stopped their hearts from working properly, and their hearts were hard and cold. This woman knows she's a sinner, Jesus told them. She knows she'll never be good enough. She knows she needs me to rescue her. That's why she loves me so much. You look down on this woman because you don't look up to God. She is sinful on the outside, but you are sinful on the inside. The important people shook with anger. Jesus turned to the woman and smiled. Your sins are forgiven, he said. You trusted me, and God has rescued you. Who does Jesus think he is? The important people whispered. Only God can forgive sins. They didn't believe Jesus was God's son. 
The more Jesus loved people and helped them, the more the important people and leaders hated him. They were afraid people would follow Jesus instead of them. They were jealous and angry, angry enough to kill Jesus. The Servant King, The Last Supper from Mark 4 and John 13 and 14. It was Passover, the time when God's people remembered how God had rescued them from being slaves in Egypt. Every year, they killed a lamb and ate it. The lamb died instead of us, they would say. But this Passover, God was getting ready for an even greater rescue. Jesus and his friends were having the Passover meal together in an upstairs room. But Jesus' friends were arguing. What about? They were arguing about stinky feet. Stinky feet? Yes, that's right. Stinky feet. Now, the thing about feet back then was that people didn't wear shoes. They only wore sandals, which might not sound unusual, except that the streets in those days were dirty. And I don't mean just dusty, dirty. I mean really stinky, dirty. With all those cows and horses everywhere, you, well, you can imagine the stuff on the street that ended up on their feet. So anyway, someone had to wash away the dirt. But it was a dreadful job. Who on earth would ever dream of volunteering to do it? Only the lowliest servant. I'm not the servant, Peter said. But nor am I said Matthew. Quietly, Jesus got up from the table, took off his robe, picked up a basin of water, knelt down and started to wash his friend's feet. You can't, Peter said. He didn't understand about Jesus being the servant king. If you don't let me wash away the dirt, Peter, Jesus said, you can't be close to me. Jesus knew that what people needed most was to be clean on the inside. All the dirt on their feet was nothing compared to the sin inside their hearts. Then wash me, Lord, Peter said, tears filling his eyes, all of me. One by one, Jesus washed everyone's feet. I am doing this because I love you, Jesus explained. Do this for each other. One of Jesus' friends had made a bad plan. No one else knew what the bad plan was. But Jesus knew, and so did Judas. Judas was going to help the leaders capture Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Go on, Judas, Jesus said. And Judas got up from the meal, left the room, and walked out into the night. Then Jesus picked up some bread and broke it. He gave it to his friends. He picked up a cup of wine and thanked God for it. He poured it out and shared it. My body is like this bread. It will break, Jesus told them. This cup of wine is like my blood. It will pour out. But this is how God will rescue the whole world. My life will break and God's broken world will mend. My heart will tear apart and your hearts will heal. Just as the Passover lamb died, so now I will die instead of you. My blood will wash away all of your sins and you'll be clean on the inside, in your hearts. 
So whenever you eat and drink, remember, Jesus said, I've rescued you. Jesus knew it was nearly time for him to leave the world and to go back to God. I won't be with you long, he said. You're going to be very sad, but God's helper will come. And then you'll be filled up with a forever happiness that won't ever leave. So don't be afraid. You are my friends and I love you. And then they sang their favorite song and walked up to their favorite place, an olive garden. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.